This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're, 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 tuned, you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back. It's always game day in Cincinnati. I'm Lindsay Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how are you doing? Um, trying to describe it. So I guess the quick way would be deflated. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a boat that, you know, I was cruising along and then there was a, little, a, a hole, a small hole. I thought I could patch it. And then when I went to patch it. Uh, I hit it with a sledgehammer and now the whole boat's going under. That's how I feel. Yeah, uh, there's so many things to bring up from that game, and it's just really disappointing. Uh, we knew going in the injuries the Browns were facing. Cincinnati had their own with Jamar Chase out. You lose Cheeto in the game, and obviously things just start to fall apart. But that's really no excuse. Um, this offense shouldn't be outplayed like it was. And you look on the other side with the Browns and Jacoby. It's just it just didn't match up and it felt very similar. The only difference was this game was on the road versus playing at Paul Brown stadium last year of when it rained, it poured offensively early. Joe had that pick six and they couldn't recover and Chubb was just running the ball this time. He's, you know, Jacoby's taking advantage of what he's looking at with this defense, which surprisingly just looked brutal in the second half. But at the same time, your offense can't score and it just, it was a mess. That's an understatement. This game was not as close as it appeared, in my opinion. No. What, nine, 19? No. 39, maybe? 40? Like, the, <laughs> I mean, they put a pair of garbage time touchdowns up, but oh my goodness. All right. Would you believe me? I told you Nick Chubb only ran for 4.4 yards per carry. It's so frustrating. He didn't. He was very good today. I don't want to take anything away. You know what was worse? Jacoby Brissett averaged 12.6 yards per attempt. 12.6. Hold on. I'm going to look up the league leaders in this stat just for reference. But every time he went back to throw the ball, they weren't even using play action. He was just dropping back and firing the ball downfield. And I completely thought, oh, well, They'll have to, you know, if they're going to do that, they'll need to use play action to throw the ball down the field on this defense. And I know Cheeto went out at one point, but okay. League leader in uh, yards per attempt is Tua at nine. Percent 12.6 today. Two sacks, 
I think both might have been coverage sacks. That they, they weren't really getting much pressure. I mean, Browns offensive line's good, whatever. Of course, Donovan Peoples Jones has another 80-yard game and Amari Cooper, 131 yards. Just and this is the good side of the ball. This was a disaster. They got a pick off of an Amari Cooper throw, so that got gifted to them. And then I guess they're ruling that uh, Brissett won a fumble. I thought that might have been an interception mm-hmm. for Keem Davis Gaither. That was a really good play. And the defense might have had the only good player of the day, in my opinion, in Sam Hubbard. I thought he played really well. He came over with a sack, and he did a really good job on defense. And then everybody else that you can think of, they've got at least one play that made me go, nah, they didn't play well. Because I, I look back, and Logan Wilson gets beat to the corner by Jacoby Brissett. That can't happen. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's not a speedy guy. Von Bell gives uh, Von Bell and Dax Hill combine in double coverage and two man to give up a 50 yard pass to Amari Cooper. I know it was kind of garbage time, but there was Dax Hill on the outside. He got smoked. Um, I didn't remember too many. Oh, Jesse Bates got hurdled. Mike Hilton got hurdled and he got dunked on by Amari Cooper. Trey Hendrickson, not enough pressure. Uh, he was dealing with the injury, so I don't want to be too harsh on him. Felt like the interior defensive line got sunned. They just got thrown around. Uh, Pratt, I, I don't know. I, I didn't notice too much bad, I guess. I assume he probably missed a tackle against Chubb, too. It felt like at least uh, everybody missed one. So that's how I felt about the defense was just it was a disaster. And then when Cheeto went, went out, oh, that became – at least early on, they were getting some like splash tackles for losses and breaking up passes and not allowing third and long. When Cheetah went out, that defense was a sieve. That that sieve. That I mean, they were stopping nothing. That's what makes me really nervous. There's one thing about taking a loss big time. I mean, you fall zero and three in the division, and it really just feels like anything when it comes to winning the division is just really out of question. Um, you can have a similar feeling to how the first game went with the Browns last year. The Browns have had their number, but they didn't drop three games in the AFC North, and that's bad. I mean, they're this- really. What are the odds the Bengals can win the division at this point? 0-3 I mean, in the division, and they're, what, two games behind the Ravens now? One game? I don't know what one game. the records are. They're one Just game one. behind, but... It feels like two because they it, don't have the tiebreaker, and they're going to probably have a worse divisional record. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, just thinking, I, I'll, we'll get to the AFC in just a little bit, but just overall, when you look at that and you see Cheetah go out and look, I'm not making a prediction here, but he's in a knee brace and he's on the sidelines with crutches in the second half. And that's never a good thing when someone's declared out immediately. Um, you know, that's normally bad news. So we'll wait on hearing what happened with Cheeto. I mean, hopefully it's not season ending, but they're more than likely going to be without him for, a while uh, to be determined on that timeline. And if it's just, we'll, we'll know more tomorrow. You're probably hoping for a DJ reader situation where he's going to miss four, five, six weeks. I don't yeah. think you're going to get him back anytime soon. Yeah. And you, I mean, it's, that's one thing about it is you could tell me the offense would struggle. You really could. You could tell me like, they're going to struggle tonight. They're not going to have Jamar chase out there. And I see everybody saying MVP we will get to the offense in just a moment, but for the defense, they did lose one of their best players. I mean, when DJ Reader's gone, you lose the second best player, and that's Cheeto. Um, it proved that tonight. But to just look the way they did is really disappointing. And then you flip to the offensive side. Ooh, and boy. I, I'm sorry, but I, I said it earlier in the week. 
some people, a lot of teams would take the playmaker Cincinnati has yep. when the you Browns have, would. When you have T. Higgins, when you have Tyler Boyd, when you have Hayden Hurst, when you have Joe Mixon, when you have Chris Evans in the first series and everything looks great and you're throwing to him and you're getting the ball to him and then all of a sudden he's invisible and we never see him again. That guy's got to be the worst practice player of all time, right? There has to, there's so much head scratching that I don't understand. And the sad thing about all of it, the sad thing about all of it, the best the offense looked really was in the first drive when they get the tip interception. The script. And then they got away from all those. uh, They ran, that might've been the only RPO they ran. And I didn't see one after that. It's, it reminded me of the Green Bay Packers game. They, the game before was against the Jaguars and they were cooking them with this Haas wide juke play where it's an option route where, for Boyd and he has like four different things he can do. Then he throws it. Then Burrow throws an interception on miscommunication. They just scrapped it forever. Almost like it, it's come back in spurts, but it went from being a staple part of the offense to almost never used. And then I'm, my worry is just now with the RPOs, he threw a pick on it. And I wonder if that's just going to be like, I don't like those anymore or something like that. And it's like, they were working so well against the saints and the Browns don't run that dissimilar of a defense with all the quarters that they try to run. So just a weird Miles Garrett tip. And I, not to keep rambling, but I'm so sick of these defensive linemen jumping up. And uh, I mean, Jonah pushed him, but oh my God, just lay that guy down. When, when he jumps up, run your, <laughs> what we were taught was to run our shoulder through their ribs. Like if they're going to jump, they're going to pay for it. And you they're not paying for it. They just jump up. They land on their feet. Miles Garrett's lead blocking at the end of it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and that's the thing. I I just felt like after that happened that we weren't going to see that offense anymore and take those chances. You didn't have Denzel Ward out there. They still have a, a okay secondary, but at the same time, I just felt like it was it, they weren't going to be able to get down the field again. And it was just so disappointing. Even when they were down by 11, it really felled over. And I'm not a negative person. I always like to look at the glass half full, but down 11 at halftime, it felt like I just don't really see how they're going to bounce back because I thought the Browns were just going to run the clock out and run the ball in the second half, but they didn't have to. They could throw it downfield and take advantage of the injuries that you're seeing a cornerback right now. Why run the ball? They're having yeah. three times as many yards per attempt. They didn't have to. They didn't yeah. have no reason to run the ball. I mean, yeah. when uh, whatever, but I mean, the offense after that first drive to call it bad would be an understatement, right? Because the offensive line was, I think people are only blaming Jonah, but I, the entire blocking unit was a disaster to me. I mean, I don't think Collins looked good. And on the first drive, he got Burrow clipped in the back of the legs. I think all those hits Burrow takes early, the sack that uh, P. Ryan plus uh, Jonah give up. I hate late chips. I, I I want to talk about that. I don't know how much time I have to talk about everything. Go ahead. But, okay. Miles Garrett's rushing. Great, great on a clip, great on a chalkboard, clipboard, whatever, that we're going to chip him with the running back coming out of the backfield. That's awesome. Jonah doesn't know when that chip's coming. 
You know, it's not timed up to be on your second kick. He's going to chip. He's going to give you that help. So when Miles can see the running back, Joe doesn't have eyes in the back of his head. So Miles sees the running back. And Joe played poorly. I'm giving him defense on this. He gave up two sacks over his own fault. So Miles can see the chip coming. Jonah can't. He gets to the bottom of his set. He's set and he's to the point where, okay, I'm here. I don't know if I'm getting that chip because I've kicked out three, four times and I just have to set this guy myself. Then the chip comes and Miles is such a good rusher. These really, really talented and smart rushers, they feel that chip coming and they roll with it. So that's why that spin move was so good. He got extra momentum. Basically, P. Ryan pushed him to the inside so that and then Jonah can't recover and make the block. I mean, to me, that that's just as much on the idea of the play call of giving a late chip on third and long to their best edge rusher that he's known for doing this. These late chips don't work. I would rather somebody just cut block them, you know, just try to take them out from underneath and get the ball out quick because there's just, it doesn't work. It's, I see everybody blaming Jonah and the former lineman online seemed to agree with me a bit about, no, you, <laughs> those chips suck. And it seems like every time I ever hear these linemen talk about these chips, they're like, no, I hate, I hate those chips. Chip them early or don't chip at all. Let me go one-on-one -on -one with the guy. And you talk about going one-on-one with Miles Garrett. No, but it, it's terrible. It, it's, it's just bad design. It's not surprising that ended up in a sack. The, the stuff that was surprising was when he's losing to a seventh round rookie, but that play not surprising when you give Miles Garrett that extra help to the inside is oh, just a disaster overall. And it, Wait, we the Bengals must be the one team in the NFL that can't run the ball in the Cleveland Browns. I mean, this is the worst run run defense in the entire NFL, and they're playing too high pre-snap. It's not this wasn't a chase thing from the gun. They're playing too high pre-snap. I watched it, and they still can't run the ball against them. I mean, whatever. <laughs> if they can't run the ball against the Browns, this team can't run the ball against anybody. Yeah, the whole running the ball situation. <sighs> I just don't know what to think if it's not working with Joe Mixon at times. And we talked about it early on in the season. Maybe he was dealing with an injury, comes back, looks okay. Had the player meeting before the Thursday night game. He looked like, a little like old Joe Mixon. And I I don't know what to say about their run game right now. I, I truly don't know what to say. It like, I, I don't know the, the past three weeks. I, I would say it looked good the past three weeks. He was over five yards of carry. Uh, for two of those weeks. And then the third week wasn't there, but the pass game was working really well. So whatever. This game was just, I mean, one of Mixon's worst games of his career, but also just it that is, is probably the biggest concern because some of the stuff you can chalk up to injuries and not being ready for dealing with those. And the Browns got away with a lot of grabbing early on in the game, it felt like, but, you know, that's just the way it goes. You got to play through it. So I don't know. I, I thought that was the most concerning part because that's something to me Chase isn't going to fix that much. Like the passing game gets fixed when he comes back. The the, the I don't know. that The defense, maybe you could talk yourself into reader comes back and it's going to be better and all this other stuff. But the run game, all the starters are there. And this is the worst run defense in the league. I mean, if it's not the worst, it's bottom five. Every other team that played the Browns were able to pound the rock for like five yards of carry and a hundred plus yards. This team goes out there and they mix an average 3.4 carry. Uh, only eight carries too. I, I feel like the game script got away from them, but they also abandoned the run when they were down 11, nothing. 
Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I don't feel like they had to. They're, I agree. They, That's it wasn't working in the say. air. So why not just keep going? 11, 11, keep going. Try and tried to get it working, and they they just couldn't do it. And at just, least save Burrow some hits. It felt like the offensive yeah. line was playing like. I mean, there were times when I was, there were times when I was like at towards the end. I'm like Zach, we got to get Joe out of there. We got to get Joe out of there. There's no reason for him to be in there because he took some hits tonight, and that is very concerning and scary. I want to get more into the offensive line talking a little more offense and Jamar Chase because I think national media, when they watch tonight, they say, Jamar Chase MVP, Jamar Chase MVP, and I want to talk more about that next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.